Joining us is Chad Bainan, Managing Director of Gaming, Lodging and Theatres, Macquarie Group. Thank you so much. Chad, what's going on? I mean, people are going back to the theatres, but we're still not back to pre-COVID levels, right? Absolutely. You're right on. So in uh, June and July, we actually saw a really good increase in kind of a recovery return of that consumer. There were some big movies out there that were obviously bringing people in. Top Gun was kind of the big blockbuster uh, that was doing its part. And then what happened was there was a gap or kind of a dearth of of, uh, of blockbusters in August, September, and even into October. So the past three months, compared to pre-pandemic, uh, results are off about 50%. We were kind of getting to that close to break even in June and July, and that's just fallen off. So uh, the, the bulls or the optimistic uh, uh, analyst would say there's a lot of things coming uh, in the next couple months, historically around uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, there's some big releases, and then into 23. But the results that we've seen in the third quarter just forced us to lower our estimates yesterday uh, for the group into the print. Do you think that if we had blockbusters, like what we saw with Top Gun Maverick, which was great, everybody went running to see it. I felt like everybody had seen it, everybody was talking about it. If we had that all year long, would the numbers surpass pre-COVID levels? Uh, they would. Well, the way that we think about it is about half of the revenues come from, let's call it 15 big blockbusters per year. So you need those, you know, between one and two per month. And they are generally released kind of on a seasonally strategic uh, uh, time period here. The next type of movies are the ones that are kind of in the middle. Some of the, you know, action movies, romantic comedies, those are the ones where we're not really seeing attendance. Um, years ago, we would see 10 million people come out and see a really good comedy. Now you're seeing somewhere between four and five million come out. And obviously I think, you know, some of the streaming pressure and all the content that we have in our home is probably taking some of that market share. Uh, and then kind of going back to the blockbusters, I think the strategy from the big studios is to continue to put out this product. They're making revenues outside of the United States and Canada, in Europe, in Asia, in Latin America. So that is a big part of the strategy, uh, but there's just not enough right now. And then it's kind of that next layer of films that we just need to see good product. And then hopefully you see people come back to the theaters. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not sure that anything is going to be the same anymore, right? We used to have three channels and nighttime news and Peter Jennings and Tom Brokaw. And for movies, we used to go to the movie theaters. Um, and now everything has become so fragmented. There's so many uh, ways to view things and entertainment and get input. Um, and that goes for movies as well. I'm not sure that you're ever going to be packing the theaters in the same way. Are you? Absolutely. I think um, it's a very good point. Um, you know, some of the cohorts that we've seen declines in terms of attendance is that 12 to 18 and that 18 to 24 year old group. You know, back when we were young, you know, we would go meet our friends at the movies and maybe go to multiple movies or do it several weeks during the summer. You're just not seeing that. And I think it's those younger age groups that are looking at other alternatives to going to the movies. Some of the older age groups are coming back if the product's there. There's been an improvement in terms of um, the actual experience, the seating, the sound, uh, the, the viewing experience, and that has helped. Now you can get, you know, alcohol or full menus in a lot of uh, a lot of theaters. So that that's helped get, um, you know, more of the adult crowd back to the theater. But absolutely, that younger customer, uh, which used to go between seven and eight times per year, 
um, has been coming down, and, and that's that's put a, uh, a hit to the earnings of, of these companies. Yeah, I know the minions did really well, um, and everybody was getting dressed up in the suits, and that sort of had a theme, and it was running on social media, and that helped to get people into the theaters. Um, you know, I also think that I want you to talk about the different names. I know, um, for example, AMC is one that you have an underperform there. Some of the other ones seem a little better off in the books, as, as you would say. But I think also about the ticket prices. I mean, I don't think you, you can only raise ticket prices so much. When you mention, you know, alcohol and dinner and all that, or if they're revamping the theaters with velvet chairs, I mean, that's a different story. But for the most part, it's still quite expensive to go to the movie theater at this point. But you have AMC, you have IMAX, you have Cinemark, RDI. Tell me about the different names. Are there some that stand out better? Sure. So there's a handful of um, smaller cap names, as you mentioned. Um, AMC has had a lot of... Uh, creative announcements over the last couple years to kind of uh, stave the company from bankruptcy. And um, one, one of the big things that they just announced in August was a, um, a preferred equity distribution of APE, ticker APE, um, actually uh, trades on a major exchange. And what we've seen is, you know, that resulted in essentially dilution to AMC. The goal is to raise money through the APEs feed it back to AMC. They haven't been able to do so at this point. They still have about 200 million of deferred rent. They have a balance sheet that needs to be addressed and their margins are fairly low. Um, so we did just reduce our price target for AMC to $4. IMAX is a little bit of a different company. IMAX really just has the projectors in the screen. They don't really operate anything. They don't even get, you know, the popcorn sales. So it's a different business model, very strong margins. For them, it's all about the blockbusters. What's hurt them recently is China. So China is about a third of their revenues. And because of the lockdowns, everything that we've heard in the past couple of years, um, that has delayed the recovery. But in the U.S., IMAX is almost back to pre-pandemic. So they're kind of the leader. Uh, so we do like IMAX at these levels. Clean balance sheet, more of a tech company and in uh, good uh, broad distribution. And then the other one on the exhibition side is Cinemark, ticker CNK. We did just reduce our price target to $15. About three quarters of their business is in North America, and then, um, uh, or, I'm sorry, in US and Canada, and then 25% is in uh, Mexico and, and Latin America. Um, this is kind of the best in breed type of uh, exhibitor. They have the best margins, they have the best growth pipeline. So, you know, if you were to invest in the space, those would be the two that we do like. Um, obviously, for us, we cover the casino companies and also the hotel companies. So we've been able to look at companies that are doing extremely well and they're thriving. So to talk about a sector that's still down 50% versus pre-pandemic, it's just tough to kind of put these, you know, out, outperforms within our portfolio of recommendations. Right. Nice to see you, Chad. Thank you so much. Chad Bain and Macquarie Group, great conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you.